0: Hey, everyone. Welcome to Pink Shade with Erin Martin. Our favorite Mary Payne Gilbert is back this week. She is still on vacation, toiling away with her (laughs) microphone, podcasting (laughs) from the beach. Mary Payne, welcome.
1: Yes, today I mixed it up and just fully stayed in the bed. I just just, just (laughs) leaned over, pulled my equipment onto the bed and I'm on the world's squeakiest bed, right? Literally, you cannot even move. And so I'm going to try to be sitting very still.
0: That's right. You got to do the Charlie horses in your both your legs, your ass, <laughs> everything that I am experiencing as well. I'm also in bed because as you guys know, last week's audio was terrible. Thank you for suffering through it. Those of you who listened the whole way through the pink shade podcast last week with Mary Payne, I was in my new office and man, that thing is like a cathedral. It is the smallest room ever, but it has no soft surfaces, so I need to completely soundproof it. My, uh, Bruce offered me his soundproofing panels that he used for like a home theater space in our old house, and they are covered with things like Darth Vader and Stormtroopers. Sweet. So I'm thinking of taking him up on that and fully doing videos of myself with that as my backdrop.
1: Why do they have Darth Vader and whatnot on them? Uh, just you know, for kicks and
0: giggles, just because he it <laughs> was a full Star Wars theme. We're 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 joint in our nerddom when it comes down to it. Like that's what bonds us, you know. Yeah. Like yeah, Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, Game of Thrones. Like I'm into all of that shit, and so is he. So we had like full canvas. Basically, they're sound panels, but, they, but they're but they stretched fabric over sound panels. And so you can get any designs you want. And he ordered all of these Star Wars themes. And, you know, I went, oh. yeah. It's actually pretty cool if you're like a huge nerd like we are. So, but anyway, those might be in my office now, which would be sweet. I, because then we that could would, truly broadcast <laughs> with an amazing that would, backdrop. That would be
1: amazing. That would be like um, Pedro's rocket ship chair, you totally. know. Yeah, you get a chair like that and just strap yourself in. I know.
0: Which I asked Pedro about. If you guys listened to my interview with Pedro and Chantel last week, they were lovely. They were pretty funny, though, because they just bicker like they do in real life. They were, like, arguing while I'm interviewing them, which cracked me up. And uh, I asked him about that damn rocket chair at the end, and he was like, yeah, I have fun. And Chantel's like, I want to throw that thing out the window. <laughs> She sounds like a delight. <laughs> <laughs> she was she was actually fine. So, okay. The family Chantel, just to remind you guys, we are recapping that on Hey Bunky, on the Hey Bunky Patreon. So if you go to patreon.com slash Hey Bunky, thank you to all the bunkies who have joined us in the cell block. We are recapping <laughs> family Chantel. We are recapping Marrying Millions, and we are, of course, still recapping 90 Day Fiancé the other way, because It's amazing, and we just don't have... There's just not enough hours in the day to recap it on the regular podcast, and um, yeah, we're doing it all over there. If you join at certain levels, you can request personal recaps. We already have one Bunky who's reached out and asked us to recap Temptation Island, which we are planning to do starting in September for our top-tier Bunkies. You can get swag, stickers, uh, bags. We have sunglasses. We're just doing all kinds of fun stuff over on the Patreon. And you can get into an exclusive Hey Bunky Patreon Facebook group, too, where we have a ton of fun and just talk even more shit than usual. Um, But if you're on the Pink Shade Facebook group page, you know how much fun that is. And if you're not, join us there. Pain in the Pod also has a Patreon page. And Mary Payne, you do extra interviews and Kind of like bonus material that accompanies your regular interviews that you do on regular Pain in the Pod, right?
1: Yeah, I do some extra. You know, sometimes at the end, like the girls of a date with Dateline, like I did some extra so I could talk to them about Crime Con because I never quite understood what that was and everybody went and I was jealous even though I did not know what it was um so I interviewed (laughs) them about that and then I have some interesting stuff coming up um there's an account you've probably we've all seen called frauded by TLC and I'm going to be interviewing the person that runs that account and that'll be on my Patreon so just some yeah just some random side stuff yeah
0: Oh, sweet. I'm, and I also, as you guys know, have a Patreon page for the regular Pink Shade Pod. So if you go to patreon.com slash Shade, you can get all my bonus material over there. I do personal stories. Um, I do <laughs> best target buys. I do throwback recaps <laughs> of old housewife shows. Actually, coming up this next week, this past week, I talked to a personal chef and we talked about nutrition and weight loss. It was really interesting, Mila. And yeah. Um, a lot of people had questions about that. She is in our Patreon group. Reach out to her. Next week, Jill is joining me. She's one of our Facebook community members, and she flew out to the Hey Bunky meetup in L.A., um, she watched I Love You Now Die, that two-part documentary on HBO with me. And we just talk about our many, many feelings on that documentary. That'll be coming out this Friday on the Pink Shade Patreon. Anyway, that's all of our Patreon stuff. Now let's I know get we to- I, I
1: know we don't have time, but just quickly tell me what I Love You Now Die is about because you know I love a good documentary.
0: Yeah, okay. So it's a two-part HBO documentary. It is by the same woman, Erin Carr, I think is her name, who pr- directed- The Mommy Dead and Dearest documentary, which was also really acclaimed, you know, about the Gypsy Rose Mm -hmm. story and the Munchausen by proxy. So she directed this. It's two parts um, covering the case of the girl who allegedly encouraged her, not allegedly, she did encourage her boyfriend to commit suicide via text. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: It is absolutely compelling. I mean, it's just like heinous. You can't believe it. It's shocking. The text messages are a huge part of the documentary. Like a lot of the times it's just the screen and just reading the communications between them, which I am here for. Like it's a lot of primary documentation. And then it covers the trial. In fact, Aaron Carr's team was the only team allowed in the courtroom. And so you actually see the footage of how this went down. And it's the two, the way they did it in two parts. I keep, I keep emphasizing that because I thought it was so interesting. The first part is the prosecution. And the second part is the defense. And it's like two separate documentaries because it's all his family and his side and what happened. And it's heartbreaking. The whole thing is just completely heartbreaking. It's, it is no matter how you look at it. And the second part though, you start to see kind of, there's more to the story. There's just more to the story than what you saw in headlines and surface it's totally worth watching. It's on HBO. If you can like steal your friend's HBO, go password. If you, you can get it on, <laughs> you can get it on Hulu too. I actually looked up. You can I th- probably get it on Hulu or I don't know. Get it from somebody guys. If you, you know, can get your hands on it. I love you now. Die. Watch it. Watch okay, it. Thank and you. I, I, totally I worth like, it. Yeah. yeah
1: I, I don't want to take up all your time, but I did want to just know what it was because, you know, if you say documentary, I'm, I'm there. I know, right? It's like we're all into the
0: same thing. We're all into the same shit. We're like murder, uh, crazy stories, dark times. Like, yes. And also, we're into all of that on TLC, which is and Wee TV, which is coming in the form of 90 Day Fiance before the 90 Days and the new fucking season of Love After Lockup, which is unbelievable. Holy shit, Mary Payne.
1: Yeah, it's really, really gonna be good. It's, it's gonna be good.
0: We, okay, I don't know. I don't even know what to say. This is gonna take. This is gonna take however long it takes. So let's just get started. Let's just do okay. this. All right. So let's start with ninety day before the ninety days because we are a couple of episodes in. We can talk about our faves. Let's just go through each couple and see what's happening with them. So this week. We start with Omar and Avery. Avery is wandering around the airport without a phone. Her mom is freaking out, and they finally just get on the flight to Beirut, regardless. She's like, I'm going to get on. And TLC actually tweeted during the show that Avery was stopped by TSA and that she told them about her love story and they wished her well and let her on the plane. I'm like, what kind of tweet was that? Like, that did, I don't know. It didn't make sense. I'm like, that's not how TSA works. But what, why what, would they stop why, her anyway?
1: Yeah, why were they not going to let her on a plane? Exactly. She her phone? I, mean, I don't know. Whatever.
0: Whatever. It was like a really weird tweet. I, did, I was like, mm. also, like, why are you telling people about your love story? And you have a camera crew following you. Like, I think they probably know you're there for some like reason.
1: Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. And she never does. She never does find her phone, which I thought. No. For sure the mom was going to produce it. Be like, fine. I hid it from you. you I know. totally
0: thought that Valerie Bertinelli was hiding that phone. I mean, mm-hmm. Mama Avery, who looks just like Valerie Bertinelli. You guys have to agree with me on this. She, I thought for sure she stole her phone, she hid it, and then she finally was going to give it back to her. But yeah, it apparently is gone. I don't know. The grandmother pulled back up. They couldn't find it. So they get on. Then they flash over to our first images, our first scenes of Omar in Beirut. He's getting a hotel room in a lovely hotel, by the way. Yep. He is a dentist, yep. right? He's already a dentist. He's studying to be... Tell me if I'm right about this. A periodontist? Is that yes. what he... Okay. All right. I was like, I don't know what these words mean, but okay. And he is calling her his soulmate, even though he's never met her. He's also like, I'll just say, I think he's a cutie patootie. Like, he's super cute. For a, for a young, young man who's far too young for me. He's cute. And he is... I don't know, just like seemingly innocent. It's very sad when he talks about Syria, his homeland, you know, it's just war-torn, how many friends he knows who have died. It makes me question, why would you want to be moving back there? Why why not relocate somewhere else until things are better? But I don't know. He, he's bought her all these hijabs, you know, the, the scarves for around her head as gifts, and he's just super excited to be meeting a girlfriend. He's never, like, been close to a girl before.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He said that, um, you know, his religion won't allow him to kiss a girl and they're not even allowed to kiss, um, at their wedding. Cause I guess they can't do anything in public. Like the kissing has to occur, you know, behind closed doors. And, um, you know, she did tell him that she had dated people in the past and, you know, I, I think that what she has said dated people in the past is probably loosely uh, her friends were saying she was pretty wild. So, he, you know, he says that um, maybe he won't like her in person and maybe she'll change back to what she was. I mean, that's his fear, he says. And, that you know, that's her fear as well. And I think everybody in her family fears that.
0: Right. Um, like when she was sneaking the meat up in her room, she was a vegetarian. Like she just goes on these benders and does things and like feels like I'm this now. And so everyone's like, are you really? Are you really this person now? Yes.
1: Like I said, it's it's, this week I'm going to move to Colorado and be a ski instructor. And then next (laughs) week I'm going to move to a pot farm and, you know, live off the earth. And then the next week I'm a vegetarian and now I'm Muslim. You know, it seems like she has gone through a lot of phases and no one in her family thinks that this phase will last. However, now she gets married, it'll be a little more permanent but Omar was nervous and he was really cute and their luggage gets lost. And you know, the mom is super annoyed. She's like, great. I haven't already been on this plane for 46 hours. Now I've got no luggage.
0: Yeah. Mama Avery is a soldier for even like going through this, no luggage at the end. And Avery's like, I don't care the love of my life. And the mom is like, fuck this. Yeah.
1: She's like, how are you so excited? She's like, come on mom. (laughs) And she's like running with her piece of paper that says no luggage. (laughs) And she goes around the corner, and there he is. And they hug, and the mom does smile, and um, they they think each other are cute. They both say that each other are cute, and uh, the mom is making all sorts of comments. Um, but, you know, Omar's worried. He may have a conflict with Terry and yeah. Uh, yeah. Slash Valerie Bertinelli, and I
0: think he's right. He, I think so, too. She's in the backseat, like, what is going on outside? Who's on these streets? Who? who what's happening? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> and, and uh what's her nuts Avery's in the front seat like I hope my mom doesn't embarrass me I'm like that's your mom's job to embarrass you and also you are fucking lucky your mom even flew along with your trifling ass across the world to marry someone who's a stranger with a camera crew following you to like document all of your bad life choices
1: Now, yeah I mean she's 19 how old is he for like, real almost...
0: he looks really young though but he's a dentist he's already been through years and years of schooling one would assume yeah, I feel like he's like 28, 29. Yeah. Yeah. He's she's, older she's than her teenager. for sure. She's a teenager. I know. She was just like doing back handsprings in her full turtleneck <laughs> in the fucking jumpy house last week or whatever.
1: You know, I will say he showed a picture of her, like about how beautiful she was. And he was talking about her. And he had this, they showed this picture of her. And she has her head covered, but her shoulders are exposed. <gasps> she has a. Did you notice that? And Sc- I was like, no, I
0: did not. Scandalous.
1: Yeah. She has on like a sleeveless shirt. And so her shoulders are out.
0: It was like, ooh, well, she's spread- naked. You know what? Good for her. The thing I would give her props for, she's the youngest one going into a situation like this. She seems like, whether it's long-term or not, she seems like a true believer. She really is finding value in this new religion. She is completely versed herself on the customs and she is all about the modesty you know she's not like one of these other women walking into these countries as we see like everyone else do and they're like you can't tell me what to wear what the hell I'm gonna be oppressed it's like okay no it's part of the culture it's part of the religion like do some googling ladies at least she has (laughs) at least Avery has done that like I, I actually have to get we have to give her a lot of credit for being literally the only person who's acting like this in a Muslim country. Don't you think we've never seen this before? I mean, Nicole was practically like, you know, raping as in on the streets when she saw him and he was like having to fend her off. <laughs> and that started it all. And everybody else, I mean, who who else do we see? Rebecca and Zied. And she's all, she starts complaining about what to wear next week. And she wants to wear her full sleeve tattoos out in public. And he's like, uh, no. Yeah,
1: anyway, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. A- Avery's, an idiot in many ways but i do appreciate the fact that she is like fully up on everything when it comes to where she's going in the world
1: yes and she's very respectful of the culture she is she's she's learned a few words like she she has
0: thank you yeah she has she but she tells she tells the cameras that as they go to their separate hotel rooms uh i don't think i'm going to tell my mom about moving to syria yet (laughs) you think She's like still not telling her mom that her mom's like, you're coming back to America, right? And she's like, yeah, 100%, 100%. But she's not telling her mom that their ultimate plan is to then go to Syria while they wait on the K-1 visa. Because they're in the end, they do want him to come over to the U.S. However, she's going to go to Syria just to like pass the time. What? Yeah, I, I don't think that's going to happen. No. I'll be honest. I don't Hell think no. going Hell no. no. Okay, let's talk about our faves, Angela and Michael, or just Angela and random other people. Okay. All right. We go down to Georgia. Angela tells us she is returning to Nigeria in, what, a week? But she can't afford it. She can't afford this K-1 visa. She goes to a lawyer who who repeats to her over and over again that what she's doing is a, quote, life-altering decision. And she's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Angela apparently hasn't watched even one scene from any season of 90 Day Fiance because she never— She's never heard before that you are responsible for the person you bring over for 10 years, regardless of whether you stay married.
1: Yeah, she, uh, he says once they get approved at the California Center, then they have to go to the second stage, which is them proving it's a real relationship, which costs more money. Then he explains, then part three is when you sign the financial statement saying you're responsible for him. And she's like, now what? Um, She said, now that's a real eye opener. Uh, I was like three years in and you hadn't figured this out
0: (laughs) I I love her so much I can't it's like I just something about Angela and I know she's got this like really bad daughter situation going on we are not forgetting that however just judging Angela on Angela I just every time she comes on screen my heart lights up
1: yeah, I love her. And she so she's outside talking to her co-worker, Tony. I'm like, why don't you like Tony? He's age-appropriate and right there.
0: He's um, right there. He's by the curb. Angela is, and he is like a shoulder to cry on. He, t- she, he she talks about how Michael is following, he's following other women on social media.
1: He is. And she said it's his birthday, and now he won't answer the phone. I know he lied and went out when he said he wouldn't on his birthday. He's supposed to wait for me. <laughs> and she said, you know, it's not the going out. It's the lying. You know, and why can't – the guy is 33.
0: Let him go out on his birthday, you know. Barry pain yeah. l- l- lest we forget, he, get, he goes around and gets neighborhood BJs. I mean, he is not yes. to be trusted in his neighborhood with the, quote, goofballs that he hangs out with.
1: Okay, that was so funny. When she calls him up and she yells at him, she's like, did you go out with those goofballs? Oh, my God. That was hilarious. And she's like, Michael, do you lie to me all the time? And he goes, not all the time, baby.
0: I do not all the time. <laughs> just some of the time. She's like, you have lying problems.
1: <laughs> I mean, what can she do? He's completely halfway around the world. He just needs to get his phone and go stand outside and pretend he's in a grocery store and then go right back out into the club.
0: Exactly. Like, who, yeah. does he not know who he's dealing with? I mean, he straightened her hair. He's watched her. We do, she's already told him like this don't look like a fucking what is it hooch where i come from he knows what she wears he knows how she acts she fully fully screamed at him in a hut and threw maga gear at him i mean it, it he's not new here so like yeah michael just call her up tell her where you are it's not hard she's not even there God, he, he's funny. just making it hard on himself he could make it really easy for himself if he just handled angela in the way that she deserves to be handled getting a call every now and then you get to go stand outside the bar while she's chain smoking in her smoking tent outside of her bar <laughs> tell her what's up michael
1: that's right and he says you know she says um i'm not bringing him to the u.s and he's gonna keep lying
0: yeah, and she's, she asks her co-worker. She goes, what? Am I the thirsty bitch? Am I the thirsty bitch?
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I loved uh, Tony. And I was just like, what's wrong with Tony? Tony's got a job. He's cute. He's age-appropriate.
0: Come on. Let's talk about people who totally are inappropriate, though. We got to talk about Darcy and Tom, who Our we favorite. really get to know this week. We we get to see behind the, oh, hey, didn't see you there, selfies, <laughs> to the real Tom. Oh, oh, oh my what? God. Holy shit. Who also, Tom apparently has like just random photos of Jesse on his phone as well jesse with a towel in front of him did you notice that at the barber shop
1: yeah i think he pulled up like an instagram okay. and, it, and he shows it to his buddy and his buddy's like what's he got behind that towel it's like a magic trick
0: oh my God, um, i was like what the fuck you're showing pictures. why is jesse being featured so heavily in the relationship or non-relationship between tom and darcy it's hilarious
1: look all you need to know is that her heart is open <laughs> and um she gets ready in the handicap saw the bathroom like It's like the baby changing table on the wall and her shit's all over the floor. She sprays on no less than 80 pumps of perfume. I was like, I can't imagine how bad she smells when she walks out of that bathroom. She literally sprays it on every available inch of skin. I've never. (laughs) The
0: cab driver is waiting outside for 45 minutes. 45 minutes. I can't even breathe. I was laughing so hard during that scene. I'm like, the camera the camera crew in here doing this are MVPs. They got every angle. They got every angle. Her rubbing lotion on her upper thighs. She's got like a wedgie going on with a bodysuit. Her boobs are hanging out. Her hair. She must have like 22 bundles of hair extensions on her head. It's amazing. It's like, it's almost like watching like a National Geographic like now the Darcy prepares for her mating ritual in the public stall. Yes. It's crazy. And then she's like, should I put the thigh highs on or the high heels? I just don't know. And then she ultimately decides on what? A jacket with no drawers and boots.
1: Well, I think she had on a bodysuit. Okay, I mean, well,
0: you and I will both be wearing that outfit out in public shortly, I'm sure. Like, I have would look really good on me, I think.
1: <laughs> um, but look, she thinks Tom is going to make her feel like a woman and he's going to dote on her. And she hopes to feel like, a beautiful woman and be respected and deserving and then she starts to cry in the cab she's just for no reason
0: full on crying in the cab I, this cab driver is gonna have stories to tell for the ages i mean he's gonna be like i picked up this fucking crazy american woman and this crew for the show and she's like fully nuts and gonna end up murdered
1: yeah i mean okay so they flashed to the like, 24 hours earlier so we meet tom okay So Tom works for a sportswear brand as a distributor. He has led a busy single life. He does like. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here.
0: Yep. I lost you for a second.
1: Go ahead. Okay. So he's led this busy single life and he knows now he needs to settle down. So he says, Darcy can put a smile on his face in the
0: darkest of days.
1: You know, I thought. That was very nice because you never would have heard Jesse say anything nice like that about Darcy.
0: Uh, it was very Brooks Ayers, circa uh, yeah, Cancer Gate. I thought it was very like. Ugh. I don't know. I I'm still not a Tom fan more than ever. I mean, but I know, I know. I know. He says, All right. you
1: know, he's he says, you know, he doesn't want to treat her just like the other women that he it takes to his bedroom. He wants to, you know, have her a separate place and then if some it, it, how things progress, maybe, you know, she'll invite him up or whatever and he says, "I like her. I really like her." And he, you know, he knows, he can tell she likes him more. So they meet with um his sister, Emma, and her husband.
0: MVP. And, Emma, MVP.
1: Yeah. Emma's like, look, you like a lot of beautiful women, and you've been heartbroken, so maybe you're guarding your heart. I was like, uh oh,
0: heart, not open.
1: <laughs> not not open. open. Guarded. Guarded, not open. And he says he likes her, and um, <laughs> he's like, I think she loves me. And they're like, how? I'm like, you've never even met. <laughs> Oh, my God. He says, you know, I think she lives in a romance world, and uh, I need to take my time and not rush it. So Darcy gets to the restaurant, and he's definitely not as cute in person. No,
0: he admits that he has sent her pics from 1990, which I am enjoying very much. Because remember how Darcy, like, basically catfished Jessie when she showed up at the airport looking like a little spinny troll with the long black hair and the crazy shoes getting caught in the grates? He was like, uh uh Welcome to my country. Like, he he had no idea that that was going to be stepping off the plane because she had completely photoshopped herself within an inch of reality. Now, this has happened to Darcy, and it couldn't have happened to a better person. I was like, good. She basically has gotten catfished, but she is so desperate. I tweeted during the show, she is going to spontaneously combust of desperation. She's going to poof, like boom, completely internally combust at one point. But she doesn't even care that she's being catfished. She's completely disappointed with his looks. She is so desperate. She's come all the way here. She will fall in love with the lamppost at this point.
1: <laughs> yeah, she says, you know, uh, he does look different than his photos. But, you know, really, it's what's it's what's on the inside that matters. I mean, um, he may not be fit like a gym boy, but that's not what I want anyway. I mean, he's a real man. I was like, you had literally just talked yourself
0: in a total circle. Exactly. I mean, exactly. she's like, I don't care. Whoever's sitting across from me right now is exactly who I want to be. Maybe he'll pop the question. Someone I mean. could brush by her and be like, excuse me. And she'd be like looking at the camera. Maybe he'll pop the question. She is so desperate. It is. It actually hurts to watch her It her. It physically her. It's like physically. I'm physically cringing as I watch her just, just go about in the world. Yeah, I mean, he says he got her, you know, an Airbnb. He
1: wants her to have her own space. And he said, you know, we should get to know each other together. I, you know, I don't need to just, like, throw you on the piano and go at it. I was like, throw you on the piano? Do you see her what? reaction now? Oh, my
0: and God. She like, oh, piano. She, no, she was, like, so upset when she was like, what is our room beautiful? What's our room look like? And he's like, well, your room is quite lovely, yes. And she was like, we I mean, she was so Deflated, and she's completely rejected that he does not want to sleep with her the first night. I mean, she made that pretty clear.
1: Uh, yeah, she was ready for the boom boom, and he was not down for the jiggy jiggy. How oh many? War, how many ways can we say it?
0: I know, I know. Okay, so people who do get it on right away are are matching jeggings twins, Rebecca and Ziad.
1: Oh, yeah. And they have matching robes in the hotel. Yes. Oh, yes, yes. she needs to get him some dry shampoo.
0: He is no, really, just, His hair,
1: ooh. just regular shampoo. So, <laughs>
0: just regular, just soap and <laughs> water would be fine.
1: Yeah, it's interesting, though. She said that the reason he could not do the rental was because he doesn't have five years of driving experience.
0: Yeah, he can't even drive. She has to drive in Tunisia as soon as she lands. I was like, this is some bullshit like that. I would be like, nope, nope. We're hiring someone. This is not happening. She just gets behind the wheel and starts driving though. after she pays for the damn car. What?
1: Yeah. She's like, I'm going to have to drive the whole time for three weeks. So she's not happy. Everybody's, you know, all the drivers are assholes and she's very annoyed. Like, she's super annoyed. Like, oh my, you can imagine she just got this plane. She was probably thought she was going to be, you know, comfortable in the back of a Darcy kind of a cab. And here she is having to drive this tiny little car in a foreign country. And he's like, he says something to her and he says, Ooh, you make me so crazy. And she goes, Wait till we get to the hotel. I know. I was
0: like, Oh, no, 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 no. These two are um, SNL characters. He is a complete SNL character. I was like, is he like the guys from Sprockets? Like, this is the time on Sprockets, but we dance. But that's more like a Jesse. He, yeah. he is reminding me of an SNL character I can't put my finger on. Somebody uh, out there tell, can tell me. I tell you. What is it? I
1: can tell you. It's Stefan. Yeah, because it's Stefan. It's Stefan. I wrote this down. Because she's pulling things out of the bag, the lingerie, and like a scarf. She pulls out a scarf. <laughs> a a like a knitted scarf. And he's like,
0: Yes, 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 yes. so yes. fun. <laughs> yes. Yes. Is that Bill Haders like character with like the yes. hair that comes down? He has his hands under his arms. That is totally him. Oh my God. Okay, yes. Zied just needs to wear this full airbrushed Rebecca head shirt every scene. I mean, that's all we really need him to do. <laughs>
1: um yeah so everything you know she's showing him the lingerie she's like, I'm gonna put this on he's like yeah yes yes, oh, yes, yes before, yes, they, yes, before yes. they
0: get in there though she is completely freaked out because some guy with a mirror starts coming under her car looking for bombs and she's like wait where am i it's like lady again go to go to google also private investigator please like right she, she acts like she has no idea that there could be dangers yeah
1: whatever so, so they're so they're gonna um have the sex, and he says, "Tonight, I'm nervous for sex with Rebecca because she is 20 years older than me and a grandmother." Yeah, I was like, "Oh my god,
0: time for, for sex, sex with grandma!" God. <laughs> when they wake up the next morning, though, Rebecca is in full makeup with a ring light practically, and yeah. he looks disgusting per usage. And she's like, "Do you <laughs> love me more?" And he's like, "Yes." I'm like, these two are just weirdos. Maybe they do belong together.
1: Yeah, I think they do. I mean, they are in their matching robes on the balcony with their coffee (laughs) at making out and so they gross. So they leave the room to go to like a hookah bar, like an outdoor cafe. Yeah. And, you know, he said he's only had one relationship before and he had a big fight with the girlfriend because of I guess he was jealous. And he you know, he he tells her, I'm not like your ex and, you know, But I will be jealous. And then she's, you know, nervous, like, oh, he's going to be jealous like my ex. I was like, sounds like your ex wasn't jealous. He just tried to dump you as quick as he got to the U.S. I mean. Exactly.
0: He wasn't really jealous of her dating other people. He was like just cheating with multiple women and wanted her for a green card. Like that was basically the story. If we're hearing it right.
1: Zed really, really uh, is really into her.
0: He is really into her, except what she tells us is he's not going to be too happy when he finds out he slept with a married grandma.
1: Well, listen, she doesn't have to say that. The paperwork is filed. You don't need to tell it.
0: (laughs) No, but she's going to make it into that. Oh, my God. Okay, we met new people this week. What did you think of our latest and greatest couple, Benjamin and Nakimi? Akini. Akini. Sorry. Why do I have... Wait, why do I have Naki? I have, okay, look, I'm looking at my notes right now. I have Nakini, Nakimi, and Akimni. I wrote down three different names throughout my notes. It's A-K-I-N-Y-I, Akini. <laughs> okay, I'm fixing Akini. it now. <laughs> okay, what do you think of Benjamin and Akini? We really only know a whole lot about Benjamin at this point, and what we know isn't really great stuff. He's a project report specialist, he works for an alternative energy company. He shares 50% custody of his son, five-year-old Grayson. He goes to church a lot. He wants to be a minister, and he cuts the crust off his own sandwiches.
1: Right. That's all you need to know. That's, uh, no, that's he a says he was uh, married to the mother of Grayson, and mm-hmm. she filed for divorce on their anniversary. <laughs> he said um, they had trust issues. But, you know, he said the divorce really set him back. So he takes public transportation. He really watches all his pennies. And, um, you know, he would take girls on dates and he would get ghosted, but not at creepy places like Olive Garden, <laughs> <laughs> which was so cute. I mean, he's just kind of a dweeb, but
0: he's cute. Uh, and He's pretty fly for a white guy. Remember, he actually says these. He says he say those, that? Yes, he does. 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 He says, I know I'm kind of a dork, but I like to tell girls I'm pretty fly for a white guy. Her, her, her. And I'm like, please say less. Oh,
1: my God. I'm reading down my notes. and Right under, I said, Akini has a baby
0: voice. Why? She talks like this. I know when he Skypes with her, she is so, okay. She's weird. She's weird. I mean, I don't know if she's going to be weird in person, but over Skype she cray cray. She's like, you, yeah, she, you love a kini. You love a kini. I'm like, why are you saying your name? Why are you calling yourself third person? And what? Like who talks like this? And she's saying, my family is scared that you won't understand the customs. So like my dad will chase you with a machete if you don't take your shoes off. And he's like, Oh, okay. I'm like
1: these two, what? <laughs> like, that, that seems like an easy fix. Just take your shoes off. Well, that seems like a little extreme. Um, yeah. And then, so he goes to the bank and you know, he's worried that her family's going to think he has a lot of money. And he says after the bills that he has to pay and the paying for the trip, he will have exactly $1,000 in the bank. Um, that's not great. And, but yeah, there's going to be a bride. There's going to be a bride price, right? Like David and
0: and Annie, but there's no Chris to buy the water Buffalo this time. Yeah. And they'll, they'll just fill him in when he gets there.
1: He's like, "Uh, well, what can I write? He said, can I write a check or a traveler's check?
0: (laughs) (laughs) A traveler's check. Um, Is it 1987? Yes, you can, Benjamin. This guy is riding the bus and eating Doritos for dinner. I mean, them zooming in on his sad little dinner plates. I was like, oh, my God. It was like breaking my heart. Then he's talking about how he's to support his child, which, of course, is your priority. But he's going around the world paying for these tickets. How's he paying for a ticket? He has no money. And he's got to pay a bride price. The information will be forthcoming when he gets there. Yeah. This is a sad situation.
1: Sad. Yeah. I mean, he's listen, he's going to get chased out because of no shoes. He's going to get chased out (laughs) because they didn't have any money.
0: He's going to have no shoes, no money, no problem. (laughs) All right. Caesar and Maria, or just Caesar and the robot that is Maria, like sending him text messages. So Maria still hasn't booked a flight to Mexico because, of course, she hasn't. She never will. And, uh, I have a question written down in my notes. Does Caesar live in the same motel apartments that Nicole did? I mean, what is that complex? It looks very, it looks like a nicer version of like the motel apartment that Nicole lived in. Remember that thing in Florida?
1: Yeah, that was like a converted, uh, motel Yeah, they made
0: into apartments. His Um, is nicer. His is much nicer and good for him. he He has more rooms. He's also paying like oodles of money to this chick and spending hardly any on himself it is just the saddest situation i know again people are like it's fraud he's an actor blah 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 we are recapping the story at face value so this is the impression based on the footage we're given this is a sad Mm -hmm. situation he is sending her so much money still working as a nail technician he has a friend come over i forget what do you get the friend's name what is her name yami Yami, okay. Yami. She comes over and she is like just trying to keep a straight face while he shows her the American flag shorts he's taking. He shows her the ring. He he says, look at all those diamonds in <laughs> the ring that he shows her <laughs> that he bought for this chick. And she's like, do you think she's gonna actually show up? And he's like, well, I hope so. I've loved her for five years, but she still hasn't booked a ticket.
1: It's, uh, yeah, I mean, Yami's like, uh, this girl doesn't love him. She's not going to show up. No, you know, it, it, the girl doesn't want to marry him. She not, not only does she not want to marry him, she's not going to show up. So, you know, she's, she's not even a girl. To Let's take
0: it down to basics. We don't even know that this is a real human girl.
1: Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. So he's going to meet her tomorrow. She hasn't booked her ticket. And he goes, I think she's procrastinating. Uh, really? Well, she's supposed to be going tomorrow. Your to ticket. And he says, you know, I send her $2,000 for the ticket. But she, now she said she needs to get her hair done and her teeth done and needs more money for cosmetology. Yeah. I was like,
0: what? What? <laughs> what? I love these text messages. I need to get my hair done. I need to get my teeth done. I need cosmetology. I'm like, what? Like school? Huh? What? Yeah, she yeah. needs she says I refuse to get on this plane without getting done all the things I need to get done. And he's like you can spend the money on the things you need to get done and he decides to buy her another ticket out of his own money because all of a sudden it's also her mom's birthday suddenly out of nowhere.
1: Yeah, so so now she wants to go for 2 weeks. So now he's supposed to leave the next day. So he has to change his ticket. So he has to change fees right. ticket. And then his nail client was like, "Why don't you just book her ticket and tell her that's when she's going?" Like, why are you giving her money to book the ticket that she never books because she has to get her teeth done? And I know. I I love this client.
0: She's sitting in the chair getting a pedicure from Caesar, who looks like he gives a lovely foot massage also. And he's showing her the text messages like, I need hair, teeth, cosmetology. It's my mom's birthday. The cat died. Like, all these whatever. She's just coming up with, like, major excuses. (laughs) And the client's like, oh, hell no. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's awful. He says, you know, when you love someone, you have hope. Oh, bless. So he books her a flight and he goes, here's the best way to do it. All right. I can get her from the Ukraine to Mexico. It will take 32 hours for her to travel, but I've used my whole paycheck to buy the ticket. I haven't paid my rent or anything. Yeah. And he buys her this ticket and he tells her, I did it. I booked your ticket. You know, you will be, um, flying to London, then Beirut. (laughs) (laughs) then Dominican Republic, and then you're getting to Mexico. It will take you six days to get there. You will have to take
0: a Darcy full prostitute shower in the bathroom when you arrive. Absolutely. Um, But, you know, he tells her, he goes, that's it.
1: I did it. He feels so proud. Like, he took a stand. He said, I did it. I booked it. Yay. Yeah,
0: and he's going to fly down there, and his client's like, well— all you can do is try and they leave it on that. And I'm like, Oh my God, this is the saddest shit ever. I was on the Jenny McCarthy show last week and she wanted to do the whole segment just about Caesar. She's like, can somebody intervene? Like what's happening? This guy should not be, have like adult responsible decision-making. I'm like, I know, I know. It's just like so bad.
1: It's bad. And did, you know, some internet sleuths have said they think he must be like divorced with a child. Because if you look, um, zoom in on like his fridge it's like how to store breast milk there's like a what? sticker on the yes there's a sticker on the fridge that says like guides to storing breast milk and it has like this many ounces do this
0: and i feel then like caesar a, a... would probably just like be like oh free sticker thanks like i don't know that that's really indicative of anything going well, on
1: they could have been given those away at the grocery store exactly um, and he would but... have loved it But then there's also, like, a child's drawing on the fridge, like a a, a colored-in turtle, like somebody drew it for him. But then again, that could be a nail client who had a kid there coloring while they're getting their nails done. Let's be real. Caesar drew that. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And then they said, you know, on the back of his couch, he had this, like, hot pink, like, little girls-looking blanket. And I'm like, again. Caesar, Someone could have just... Someone could have
0: just given it to. Him. <laughs> See, my, um, my bottom line is always like those things originate from Caesar because he has the mentality of like a six-year-old child.
1: Like oh I could God. picture
0: him like doing little coloring books, having pink blankies. I mean, it, oh, oh my God, this guy. He didn't even notice that this chick didn't say his name for five years. Like he's not all there.
1: <laughs> okay, baby. Okay, so next week we see Jennifer with the two Fs gets mad about uh Veronica. That's Timothy's uh boo in Colombia. Right. Timothy of the eyebrows and uh Ziad tries to tell Rebecca what to wear, of course she doesn't like that. Um and you know as every single woman that goes to these countries, uh, you're not going to tell me what to wear. Like,
0: oh, okay. Yeah, Again. Yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. <laughs> um Good luck with
1: that. Uh, And Benjamin worries that Akini will not want to be a stepmother. Uh, Should have worked that out beforehand. And uh, Darcy cries. Uh, And Tom doesn't find it attractive because she's so emotional.
0: Darcy ugly cries like the ugly cry back when she was in New York with Jesse after he uh, refused to eat the pizza. And she was like, I just want someone to love me. She does one of those again, except she does it on like night one, hour three. I mean, it is so beyond Darcy. Oh, God, she needs she likes Caesar, but in a different way, needs also an adult companion to go around and tell her like how to act and how to make decisions because she should not be left to her own devices.
1: Yeah, she needs her sister there to just sort of give her a little hair
0: tug when she starts acting up. Um, (laughs) Not sure she would feel it. (laughs) Her drunk-ass friend has more sense in her head than her.
1: Yeah, so then uh, Avery's mom looks up rules on Muslim wives and says it's okay to hit them if they display lewd behavior or refuse sex. And she's like, (laughs) you better not hit my daughter.
0: (laughs) And Avery's like, you're not going to hit me, are you? I'm like, what? This show, man, this show. Thank you, oh. thank you, thank you. Ninety day before the ninety days, I'm thoroughly enjoying your ass. I mean, this is unbelievable. This this Benjamin Akini thing, I'm here for because it's giving us, um, it's giving me vibes of not Colty because he doesn't seem like a sinister dude, but he it seems like he is a little bit. Uh, what is the what are the what's the one who season one took all of the Target underwear down to Haiti?
1: yes um oh Abby was the girl yes and she had like multiple boyfriends (laughs) Uh uh-huh and they were all minimum (laughs) 65 years old um yeah I can't remember his name but yeah he's a a kind of a dweeby guy like that
0: yes he's Um, younger he's not like super he's not old like the other one but older the guy was probably my age but it's just that kind of situation where I think he's going to be walking into uh Akini's um web like she seems like she's probably spinning a web and good for her if she is
1: Mm, I don't think so. I think she's too dorky to spin on so. web. But so we get the last scene that we get from next week is Caesar. He's at the airport and he hasn't uh, heard or seen or gotten a Hey Baby video in three days. But he's sure she's just on her way to Cancun.
0: Yeah, she's just being derailed in her 36-hour trip in several different countries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure that's what, Yeah, I bet that's what's
1: happening. No problem.
0: All right, let's move on to Love After Lockup Season 3 premiere. All new couples except one returning couple who we never got to finish their story the first season, Angela and Tony. Everyone else is brand spanking new and beyond dysfunctional, like beyond. It is a, a casting extravaganza like I'm sure they're just high-fiving each other I read an article I mean did you see the article in New York Times this past week that everyone was going nuts over because it covered 90 Day Fiance we're like holy shit New York Times yeah. has covered 90 Day Fiance yeah. and it said how Sharp Entertainment basically they, they say they when they film things they say if someone's going to tweet about it we have to capture it like they actually know what they're producing here which is good to know hopefully where they're not frauding us too much but it's like this love after lockup for real. It's like the full beginning to end is like just one long tweet storm.
1: Yeah. I, I would really like to start with, um, Lacey, the cam model in Virginia beach uh, model. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Okay. Um, who, uh, one of the pages and I don't can't remember if it was Hey Bunky or pink shade. Somebody's like, can somebody explain to me what is cam model? I go, cam model is not a thing. it's called a cam girl and she basically says like you know I could just it's, just, it's like she's very entrepreneurial because she can she's made her own business. hey she and is she could, she could do it wherever she wants yep and she makes her own uh, hours and she takes clients who want clients who want to see her do cam modeling. uh-huh okay. Yeah.
0: Mary Payne, mm-hmm. as you and I sit in bed and run our business. Mm-hmm. right now we're basically Lacey. i mean except we're just not showing our ass on camera thank god because we would get no money from that but she is an entrepreneur she is a, she's doing porn from home good for her now That's right. she's also a nightmare because she has kids and she obviously is making terrible decisions with men and she has these little children three kids right two boys and one three. girl mm-hmm. did i get that right and yep. they are just this, they look sweet and they're all eating their cereal at the table. And she's talking about how they're her priority bullshit. Yet she is basically running a ring, not not just being a cam girl, but she's also running a business of dating inmates from her home. Multiple inmates we find out. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. so tell so, us about the guys she's dating.
1: Okay, so she had a boyfriend. Okay, and then he went to jail. So then she had a husband And then she had the three kids, but then he went to jail. Right. So then she started dating John and they're engaged, but now he's in jail. Oops. So dad's coming over to babysit and they are literally just chain smoking in the living room. The two of them. (laughs) What does that living room smell like now? Okay. So John is in jail. It smells like my childhood. Oh, (laughs) mine too. Um, John is in jail for selling cocaine and felony possession of a firearm. So, but he's going to parole to her house. And dad's like, you know, there are kids living here and I don't really like that. And she's like, oh, and then he starts crying and he says, I'm not going to walk you down the aisle to this guy." And then she just, she can't move. I mean, she is crying. There are tears coming out, but her face does not move.
0: Her face does Um, not move anymore. He also tells the camera, Lacey has a long resume of men you don't want to bring home to mom and dad.
1: Yeah. And, she, I, okay, listen, do you remember, this is total sidebar, when, last time Vicky, um got her, on Real Housewives of OC, got her face fixed, she had that really good facelift, and they said that they went, un- oh, I lost and- you for a
0: second, say it again, sorry,
1: Vicki, from Real Housewives of OC, um, went in to get that facelift that she currently has, and they went in under her skin and scraped out all that old filler. That was that was what made her skin look bumpy and like plasticky, because she had all this old filler that had not dissolved under her yes, skin. And that, yes, And that is what that's what Lacey
0: has. She, <gasps> you are correct, her- Housewives historians. Thank you. That is exactly what's going on with her face. <laughs> that yeah. she's having she's a Vicky moment, that- an old filler gone bad moment. Yes.
1: Yep. Uh huh. And if she just went and got that all like taken out and removed, it wouldn't look quite so like she's wearing a mask of her own face on top of her face.
0: (laughs) Which is how my face looks just generally. No, it does not.
1: Oh my God. Um, In summary, yes, it does.
0: But anyway, yeah, she does look like she's wearing a mask of her own face on top of her face it does she she, would look so much prettier if she just had it all just deflated she's young she is young there is no need to do this girl I mean I know she's just in a world where she's being paid for you know her image and her sexuality so she probably feels like she has to do all of these things and it seems like she's the kind of person who's not making the best choices in general but yeah she could she would do well to go the Vicky route and just have all that shit scraped out and redone like a car. Start it's like a car, oil change. You need an oil change yes. every once in a while.
1: Start fresh. So the dad does, as he's chain smoking and blowing it in her face, and then she's chain smoking <laughs> and blowing it in his face, she, he says, You should grow up. You should grow up and think of your children. Now, you've got three kids. Like, it's a little late to. Okay. So then, then she says, As I feel like at least two people on each episode of 90 day or love after lockup. So everybody's got a secret. So she says, as they all do, she has a secret. So she goes to get a spray tan so she can look perfect. Once again, we have to see boobs out, vagina out, spray tan. And now she gets a call after her spray tan and it's from Shane. So it's the thruple. It's another thruple.
0: Yep. But it's a thruple from the outside in. It's the opposite of the Michael, Sarah, Megan. Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. So he's locked up for malicious wounding. Yeah. Malicious goddamn wounding. What is that? That means you stab somebody so bad that it was malicious, but they didn't die.
0: Are you just guessing? Or do you know that that's true? So I
1: think malicious wounding is like if you get in a bar fight and like you shoot somebody and like their whole hand comes off, but they didn't die.
0: I love that. So I love it. The first one is you stab someone like a hundred times, but they don't die. Or you shoot someone and their whole hand comes off, but they don't die. Yeah, like you
1: you did it maliciously, like you tried to really hurt them, but they didn't die. Okay. So he's in prison for he's in prison for 4 years.
0: Yeah. Right. And he's the one who she's well she's lying to both of them actually, but he's the one who gets out first, right?
1: Right. So He's 21, and he's supposed to be in jail for four years. So doing math, has he been in jail since he was 17? Uh, I guess. Yeah. Okay. And so technically, as we know, well, as I know from listening to Ear Hustle, you are
0: whatever age you go into prison as. So basically, he's still 17 because Uh, you don't- Basically, she is too, even though she has not been in prison. She's like 12. I mean, she is so immature- yeah yeah so she yeah, is talking yeah. her voice talking to first of all, what's the first guy's name john first guy's john second guy's shane okay but she's talking to the first guy john in the car and she's like oh my god baby i just can't wait to see you again. i'm like i don't know if i could take a whole season <laughs> of listening to her goddamn voice and then she talks to shane outside and she's like i have something for you to eat and i'm like okay i'm i don't know i think i might be done I think it might be done with her Gross. story. I know. And he's like, Gross. oh, yeah, I'll be full after that. <laughs> yeah, like I said, like I said,
1: he's like a 17 year old boy. He thinks that's funny. <laughs> but I mean, she thought it was funny too. So she's going to get Shane seven hours away. Yep. Okay. So like, nobody even knows about this Shane guy. Nobody in her family. So it's a total secret. So yeah, she but she's has having a her dad watch
0: all the kids. Right. right. Yeah. So
1: he doesn't even know. He thinks that like she's going to get John. So what, I, mean, I don't know. So she has a couple of weeks between when Shane gets released, she'll have a couple of weeks with him and then John gets released.
0: It's going to end well. Yeah. It's going to end well. I think she should be one of the females who calls up Michael this time for advice. Michael, you got another female <laughs> who needs to be calling you. For a different reason this time.
1: As far as far as we know, that was the female. I mean, yeah, okay. <laughs> That's
0: true. Um, That's true. Okay, let's talk about Cheryl and Josh from Kingsland, Texas, because this might be the breakout stars of, or the breakout star of the entire series. This girl is like dumb as a box of rocks. She's obsessed with serial killers. She thinks it's a turn on that her fiance, who is in prison, Josh, robbed a bank And she um, has a best friend who's a clown. Yeah. So
1: okay. So she met Josh because she was doing this a report. What kind of like a book report? Like she's thirty years old. (laughs) On
0: serial killers.
1: On serial killers, and she found him. I was like, but he's not. He's a Failed bank robber.
0: I would die if I came up in a Google search. My image came up under like, who are the worst serial killers? And like your pictures randomly in there. What?
1: I mean, it didn't make any sense. But anyway, so she's visited him in prison about 10 times. And look, he doesn't steal from people that he loves, just from people that deserve it.
0: He is like the Robin Hood of Kingsland, Texas.
1: Absolutely. And so... Her sister, who's a correction officer, is like, "Uh, my sister has a mind of a teenager, and she thinks everything is like a fairy tale. So
0: Cheryl makes $1,100 a week. A week. That's a lot of money. I know. It is as an intervention assistant. Now, I looked that up because I was like, is this what I think it is? Because... It, it, for me, being having the public school background, I was thinking early intervention assistant where you find out if a child needs services and you match them up with services, whether it be um, special mm-hmm. education or reading or math intervention, whatever it is. It, I, but that $1,100 a week is even too much for that kind of a job. And that kind of a job requires a degree, which I don't think that this woman has. I mean, I'm just guessing I- on all of this.
1: No, I thought like they do interventions on people for like drugs. That's okay, what
0: I, thought. I just went to intervention assistant, like in my world, what it meant. Okay, so intervention assistant makes $1,100 a week. Uh, I guess so. So she has to send him money. And, you know,
1: she says she she one time, you know, just took an extra job cleaning houses because she wanted to make sure he got his share. Uh, it's not his share. Okay, so she
0: sent him 30K over the years, she says, which I think yeah. is inflated.
1: But yeah, maybe and- not. Can- She says she has three kids, so 12, 11, and three, I guess they were. Mm -hmm. So the three-year-old's having a party, and her friend Tony the Clown, not creepy (laughs) at all, comes over. (laughs) And she's like, yeah, you know, like I'm obsessed with serial killers. And she says to this clown at her kitchen table, do you remember John Wayne Gacy? Okay.
0: Again, excuse me. She
1: said, do you remember John Wayne Gracie? Oh, she said Gracie. Okay, well, it's Gacy. And, uh, Tony dressed up as a clown as John Wayne Gacy used to do, um, laughs and goes, yeah, 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 yeah. But this guy's no John Wayne Gacy. I mean, he's a bank robber. He's a failed bank robber.
0: Okay. Yeah. uh, When a a professional clown is sitting at your kitchen table talking to you about serial (laughs) killers, then judging your life choices, you have to look in the mirror and take a real assessment of what's going on, girl.
1: Yeah, so Cheryl's dad, who henceforth, Daddy No Teeth.
0: Daddy oh, Daddy No I, teeth I called comes him Daddy over. Some Teeth. He has some teeth. He has some teeth. I, Mommy and Daddy Some Teeth are also the MVPs. Her parents are like meth adjacent, but they look like they might have quit a while ago because they're clear thinking, they're in recovery, and they got some of their teeth left. So props to them. I don't think he had any top teeth, Aaron. <laughs> there are some bottom ones. I saw some bottom Okay. I, you know, I got, cl- I go close up and I look right in those mouth holes.
1: <laughs> oh my God. So, you know, he says, daddy, no teeth says, I will not welcome them with open. Arms. And you know, she I just says, almost you spit know, my I- coffee up my nose. <laughs> Sorry, I will not. He is not open. His heart is not open. No, so he says. So she says, you know, I've got to go to Colorado to pick him up. And the dad's like, I really don't think I should have to keep babysitting for you.
0: Yeah, and he's like, what, are oh we going to all walk down the aisle in handcuffs? No. <laughs> that was funny. So then she
1: tells her parents, you know, she's going to marry him. And mom's like, you should give it a year. And dad's like, you should give it nine months to a year. I, I won't accept it. Don't expect me to be there.
0: Yeah, And I not going to walk you down, down the aisle.
1: Look. She's got a very specific plan. She <laughs> wants to get married near 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 a red barn with a male and female longhorn on each side for the wedding ceremony.
0: Right. What the fuck is this? She has big Who dreams. Who has ever heard of such a thing? She has big dreams. She talked about it in the beginning. I have big dreams. I'm going to do everything. We're going to be the... She thinks that she and this guy are going to ride off into the sunset. Also, like, P.S., What's his name? Josh has great teeth. If we're going to talk about teeth for a moment, he is like the inmate with great teeth. We have more teeth to talk about when we talk about Lamontre. But yeah. he yeah. he looks better than her and her entire family. I said that backwards. I realized than her than her entire family and her. But it's like kind of like they look like the fucked up inmates and he looks like the really put together guy in terms of visuals only did you notice that
1: um i did not notice that look at their pictures again okay all right all right i didn't notice that he was like attractive or anything
0: he looks like he's on the lacrosse team if only because of his teeth (laughs) and they look like they just escaped an institution together all handcuffed and with the hospital bracelet still on
1: yeah, the, the that's a real interesting family. That's a real interesting family. But
0: the parents are they they actually are, are clear thinkers. They know what's going on. They're like they're like we're just of like babysitting your kids. Like you're not getting married to this guy. We're not going to be walking down the aisle in handcuffs. And I'm not popping my teeth in for this. Nope. <laughs>
1: oh my god we have so there's so much teeth to talk about on
0: this episode We've, okay all okay, right let's talk about andrea and lamandre since we're gonna we're talking about teeth now this is an opposite situation okay. but this one is just filled with again the, this could be the breakout star i mean andrea is already out there where people are pulling up articles on her she's been arrested like 20 times apparently yeah all yeah, kinds of petty theft at all no. Uh uh-uh. uh. It's just that she's a businesswoman. She's running this modeling agency or something. I don't know what the hell's going on. She's wearing a full Dorinda sequined Giovanni jumpsuit out to daytime drinks. And mm-hmm. she has uh, six sisters who are going to be amazing side players. And she has a mom <laughs> who seems like she's not going to hold back and speaking her mind. So I'm here for the whole family, Andrea. She's also dating an inmate who has a full gold grill as if it is like 2002. And he is apparently like the Scarface of Daytona Beach. I don't know. Uh, Right?
1: Yeah. He was was the cocaine kingpin of Daytona Beach. And I think that says a lot because, I mean, Daytona Beach is like where you go for spring break and stuff. So, I mean, it's probably a pretty booming coke business there.
0: Yeah. And this Um, is the opposite situation where he is actually sending her money to survive. So he is supporting her life. We have never seen such a thing before on Love After Lockup, right? This is the first time that the uh, inmate that, is sending yeah. the person on the outside money.
1: Yeah, and she's an eyeglasses entrepreneur. Oh, um, um, is that what it a, is? She's like <laughs> Cynthia Bailey eyewear adjacent. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm buying a pair of those glasses.
1: Um. Yeah, but it's funny. One of her things on her rap sheet was stealing $16,000 worth of sunglasses from the sunglasses hut. So maybe that's where she got her start.
0: I don't know. She also has a mama no teeth situation and her mom is fully supportive of her kids. She has how many kids? Three also. And they're cutie patooties again. Her mom is involved in their lives. She has these six sisters. They're all very close. They all live in the same town. She talks about how nobody really knows she's dating Lamondre, So she's going to go out with her schwesters or whatever she calls them to have day drinks on a patio where they get torrentially downpoured on. But before that, she wants to tell them all how she's dating this guy who they all know. They know him by name and how it's all yeah. OK because she likes to turn a bad guy into a good guy.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she said so they show all his mug shots and he was the cocaine kingpin of Daytona Beach. He has all gold teeth. But this is not like a grill like you could pop it in
0: over your teeth. It's like each individual. <sighs> oh, tooth is goal. You're right. You're right. Yeah, it is. It's a more permanent situation. Yes. Yeah. And she says, you know, yeah, of course
1: she's gonna marry him. And so she they they met through a cousin and he got her address and he was writing to him. They're writing each other and you know, she says he's handsome and he's smart. Yeah, she loves to turn a bad guy into a good guy. And he says from prison, you know, she's got expensive taste and over the years I've sent her about eighteen thousand dollars and we're gonna be bigger than jay-z and beyonce so if he is sending her eighteen thousand dollars from prison he is obviously still running his cocaine empire from prison
0: oh right absolutely i mean i i would just assume that yes I mean, I think we have to assume that because there, there's no money making to be had unless he's dealing drugs or getting a cut of the drugs being dealt on the streets still from prison. He would have no income. He'd have to have women putting money on his books or family members putting money on his books. And he does not. He says he's paid her about $18,000 over the years. How many years? It's only been a couple of years. couple so of years. He gives, her, he
1: gives her a lot of money. And she's like, yeah, he helps me with my bills and helps me pay for my house. And I'm like, what? So... All the sisters come to this powwow, and mom is at home, uh, the mom of all the girls. got seven daughters. All right, so mom's at home watching the uh, grandchildren. Right. Now, we get a flash, one of those little two-minute clips they do in the middle of him talking about his hands being so scarred, being eaten up by all the cocaine he was handling, eating through his skin. Oh.
0: Exactly. I have never heard of such a thing. I mean, I know that cocaine can eat through your nose, you know, um, three nose jobs later, Jax Taylor, (laughs) just allegedly. Allegedly. So, uh, but I didn't know handling it like that could eat through your hands. I mean, oh my God. That is disturbing on so many levels.
1: Yeah. He was like, look, some people are addicted to cocaine and some people are addicted to selling cocaine.
0: All right. Yeah, so he oh. sounds like he's going to be rehabilitated and come out and just live on a straight and narrow, and everything's going to be fine. Those kids aren't going to be in danger at all.
1: No, he's definitely opening up a ministry right away. So
0: <laughs> what do we need? Jesus.
1: So they, uh, the sisters are all sitting around, and she's like, um, I have something to tell you. I have a new boyfriend, and he's really great, and I think you've heard of him. His name is LaMondre, and they're like, say what? <laughs> Who? I love the sisters she's like, you, she's like you know him and They're like oh hell no <laughs> I mean they all go hell to the no To the no 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 Like It is like people jumping up And then the torrential rain comes They all have to run inside And they all say "Lamondre has shown bad judgment
0: <laughs> Right which is the understatement Of the year All of these sisters are amazing Because they the- all react appropriately And on time None of them hold back No, they all tell
1: her exactly, you know, what she needs to hear, not that it matters. Right. And then, from nowhere, a side character appears. Mama shows up. (laughs)
0: Because one of the sisters called her. Who's watching the kids? who called her?
1: Who called her? And Katrina's like, I called her. Um, (laughs) But wait, who's watching the kids? That's all I could think about. Me too. I was like, did she just, like, scoop them up and take them over to her neighbors? And I was like, Mama's got to come in to fly in to rescue. So Mama comes in. And they're like, who called her? Who called her? Katrina's like, I called her. And the mom is like, look, you deserve better. And <laughs> they all think when the mom comes in, the sisters go, you think it was bad up in that storm? You wait because mama's here. Mama is not fooling around. She is furious about this whole. She's like, I'm babysitting these kids and you're getting your money from LaMondre. Yeah. She, she flees in her jumpsuit. She says she feels very disrespected.
0: (laughs) She flees (laughs) in her jumpsuit. That's been fully rained on also. Everyone is full rain hair. I know, but the uh, the best part to me was when Mama No Teeth was with her at the side. And she was like, look, he might come out and it might be the best thing. And you might not know. And da, da, da. And everyone might be getting it wrong. And her mom looks at her and goes, you might be right. And I was like. That is the scariest statement ever. I'm like, I love that the mother wasn't even arguing with her. She was just like, mm-hmm, you might be right. And like subtext, you might not be. That mm-hmm. mother, Every- the sisters, everyone, I'm here for the entire family. I love this family. They're they're yeah. fantastic yeah.
1: TV. Yeah, okay. they're going to be great. And I, lo- I hope when he comes out, they're all six standing there in the doorway, like, <laughs> like, a, um, like ch- chain link arms, like you're not coming in the house. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Me too. I'm like, all these aunties protecting those kids, I'm here for it. Because these, yeah. these kids break my heart on this show. I mean, as funny as this show is, because we could just laugh at these people's terrible decisions, these children are in the midst of it, and that is not fun or funny. And so I'm like, okay, there are aunties, there are grandmoms, they're, they're all here. They're going to protect these children because this chick has terrible decision-making skills. And also, when we found out she's been arrested like 20 or more times, I'm like, okay, well, they know who they're dealing with. So, whatever. Right. All right. right, right. Angela and Tony are back. Truck stop Sally. Remember when she was on season one being like, is this where the prison bus comes? Do the prisoners get dropped off here? Chain smoking?
1: Uh, Yeah. That that prison uh, bus drop off was my hometown, Jackson, Mississippi. And they live in (laughs) Grenada. But to to go to the proper bus station, you're going to have to go to Jackson. And listen, we get a lot more from Tony than we've ever heard before. And he actually seems like he may be all right. I mean, he was like, listen, I love the way that she loves me. She's supported me emotionally. She's supported me financially, you know, and they, you know, she's been to see him in prison and whatnot. And I think I'm rooting for these kids. I am rooting for them. I'm going to go ahead and say it.
0: Well, I hope that it happens. I mean, I hope that they're okay together. The Brenda, is that the friend? Angela, uh (laughs) yeah she she needs to be in every scene she was also in season one and she has smoked so much that her voice she and angela are competing for worse frog voice which i'm here for i love a good frog voice and she is basically the lizzie of that area she's like listen i hustled men from prison i know what the deal is and as she is talking smoke just fills the camera screen did you shot was amazing i'm like these these camera crew members are all going to get complete emphysema from filming in angela's trailer
1: (laughs) is it andrea i thought it was andrea is it angela angela i thought it was andrea
0: and andrea is the one with lamandre angela is the one with uh tony right all right well yeah. Let me look, let me look, let me look. Okay. I'm looking
1: now. You talk like, talk about
0: Brenda and Angela's conversation, and I'll just look it up to make sure that it's Angela.
1: Okay, so he says, you know, I love the way she loves me, blah, blah, blah. So she says, look, they're only going to have a few hours. They have to get him out of prison, have a steak dinner, and then see where the sex thing goes. But he has to be home by 720. Right, to get to the halfway so, house. Well, it
0: is Angela. It's Angela and Tony. It is Angela. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. I wrote it
1: down. Okay. And her friend jokes about dude in the truck stop shower. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> they both—they oh, both, both sound like Marge's sisters on the, Sim, on the Simpsons. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I love it. Oh my god! I hope again they both go pick him up. Brenda needs to be in the back seat, just heckling them from behind. Like, you guys gonna get it on? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Brenda's been in prison and she knows how prisoners can use people on the outside for money. She says, <laughs> Oh my God. And then we see the letters that Tony wrote to her. And it's like, for sure. Like I'd like to know what age he went into prison. Cause that is the same age as that his uh, handwriting is.
0: Yes. It
1: it's very, very fourth grade. And he's like, I want to marry you, my pretty girlfriend. And you know, he, he seems
0: like, Cute and sincere, so I don't think it's
1: going to work out. But I'm still rooting for
0: those kids. Oh man, she needs a little bit of joy in her life. So maybe she'll get six minutes at least,
1: but between the steak dinner and when he's got to be home by seven
0: twenty, exactly yeah. from seven seven fourteen to seven twenty. <laughs> All right, so Vincent and Amber are rounding us out. Uh, speaking of John Wayne Gracie, Gacy, Gacy, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. Vincent is the serial killer on this cast. For sure. And Amber might be his next victim, although I think she can handle herself.
1: Okay, I love Vincent. What? I love him. Stop.
0: I love him. Stop. I do. I do. Mary Payne, what? Do you not smell, like, serial killer vibes coming from him through the TV screen? No. Nah. What? Mm-mm. His eyes are half-masked. He's got a secret government agency job. Whatever. Yeah. He yeah, is a yeah. lunatic. He's a lunatic who has bodies buried on his property.
1: Look, the only red flag for this guy, for me, for me, was when he says, look, Amber had a very good friend in prison named Puppy. And they were so close that they called each other wife. That's how good of friends they were. Anyway, I was like, so when you say wife in prison, that does actually mean... That's your lover. Like at least right. he didn't get that part. Right, he, he did not grasp that.
0: We know that bunky means bunky. Prison wife is something else. Yes, I mean we are well versed in this universe because you know we're on, we're on the mean streets of Fairfax County and <laughs> Dane County, <laughs> Wisconsin.
1: Yes. Uh, so Amber's going to parole at Puppy's mom's house because she can't go with her own mom because her mom's also incarcerated for trafficking meth. <laughs>
0: That sentence is all you need to know about why this show is so fucking great. Avery yeah. is going to parole at Puppy's mom's house because her own mom is in prison for <laughs> trafficking meth. The yeah, end. You know, the end. That's all the, you need to hear. Now watch it.
1: Since its mom's like that sounds a little scary. It's not an ideal situation.
0: Vincent's mom has like a full ruffle apron on cooking, like making cooked whole house cookies. And she's like, um, I really think I should drive down there with you because this doesn't yep. sound like, yeah, an ideal situation. He's like, I need to do this alone. He's also doing push-ups on the sidewalk or some shit. When Amber calls to tell him he's going to be, she's going to be released. I'm like, what is his secret job? Also that, that, That's not a red flag for you at all that he's like, I can't speak about my secret job. I'm like, oh, please. You're you're a doorman somewhere.
1: Mm -mm. No, I think he does have a secret job. What is this
0: secret job? Allegedly. I think he
1: like, I think he, well, he's, he is military. So I think he probably like works for the state department or he's a detective. I do have a friend whose husband works for the state department and 100% we just know that he's like a hard killer. Like he
0: leaves <laughs> and he'll like call her and be like, oh, I'm in China. She's like, what the fuck?
1: So, okay. I was making dinner.
0: But does this friend yeah. send 10 messages out to random prisoners and then hope one of them writes back and then says, sure, I'll go on this show. Come on and film me. Like, I feel like if he did have this high level job in the government and he was some kind of secret agent, none of these other decisions compute. Well, I do agree that he would be a little smarter
1: about writing to 10 different inmates that that I was like, don't admit that. Like, don't say that out I, loud. That dumb you, dumb. To 10, you, need, you just say you picked this one. Um, let's, let's, let's proceed to their love story. Okay. They dated for 22 months and they, and he thinks they should get married. I mean, he told her, you know, we're going to get married. And, um, so he goes to get her and he sits in the car and he sweats. Of course, I'm like, why didn't he turn the air conditioner on? Why
0: didn't he have a personal fan with him? Like Mary Payne does at all times.
1: Have I shown you the uh, double fan picture that my daughter captured of me? I have Uh, seen it. a, A fan in each hand. Okay. So. Amber comes out, she sounds exactly like Miley Cyrus. She does. Her voice yes. Sounds like Miley Cyrus. Yes. She's cute. He's cute. You know, they're like kissing and hugging, and she's like, This is really awkward. She's like, I'm going to be honest. Like, this is so awkward. They and have she's zero saying, like,
0: chemistry. Zero.
1: Yeah. It, yeah, she's like, you know, this is weird. He was like, look, it's weird. She just got out. Like, I want to be accommodating to her. And she says she's been running the streets. She was a preteen, and she's a hustler by nature. And she's really going to need to, like, get to know him. You know, she's not jumping right into marriage. So at least she's not like Clinton Tracy, where she's like, Are we get married tomorrow? I mean, you know. Exactly. She's, she's to, she wants to get to know
0: him. She reminds me of... The, why am I blanking? We've been talking about her for a year and a half. The redhead with Marcelino, Brittany. Oh, she Brittany. reminds me of Brit- the Brittany of this cast where she is like level headed. She has been a hustler. She's been on the streets. You know, she's had a tough life, but she, uh, you could see it in her eyes. She's not as crazy as a lot of them are just like Brittany. You could see it in her eyes, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so she, he's the crazier been- one for sure.
1: Yeah. Right, right, right. And, and she's been locked up for trafficking for four years. So she's 34. So she went, so, so she's 30 because that's the age she went in prison. So right. mentally she's 30. He's 30. That's why I think, I think they're, I think they're a good match. I do think him being like, I'll have a secret job. uh, Nobody can know about that. And, uh, you know, I wrote to t- all uh, 10 inmates. and know uh, she's the one that bit. All of that is not great. But I do think no. that they might be the Brittany Marcelino that they they they're gonna turn out just fine mm, I
0: think he might like sniff her hair while she's sleeping. he looks like well, that's that type all... no that's he's okay he's creepy he's super creepy he's su super creepy I mean okay, let me know guys what do you what do you think of this guy? He okay. gives me like full body shivers when i when i hear him talking (laughs) i'm like like no no this is a no she needs to just like meet someone else online with a quickness and get out of this situation at least uh, maybe they'll be staying with his mom or are they staying somewhere he got an airbnb down there but well she no she
1: has to parole to puppy's mother's house
0: oh that's right that's right what (laughs) what puppy's mother's house oh Oh, my god t-shirt puppy's mom puppy's mom has
1: got it it going on is puppy still in jail is her wife still in jail
0: (laughs) i can't even talk about this we're two middle-aged ladies is puppy still in jail what does puppy's mom think i mean okay puppy's fucking Mom. Oh my god, <laughs> amazing on every level. Season premiere. Some people are saying it's too much. This too much? Nope, I don't think so. I'm here mm. for all of it. I don't care fake or real. Give it to me. Give it to me on my Friday nights. I love watching every second of this shit. I think uh like like we both probably think that she is the most normal one. Amber's the most normal one. Everyone else is a hot mess and um There are some breakout stars for sure. And if they do a life after lockup, I could see it following a couple of these scenarios for longer than just one season. I can already see it.
1: Yeah, I think that um, from the previews that we saw, I think that Angela and Tony are maybe not going to make it for the long haul. Tony might be going right back to jail. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I think so, too. I mean, sadly, like 50% of these people end up right back, you know, but hopefully some of them will make it. They'll be the Britney Marcelinos. They will show us what it's like to actually, you know, turn things around. However, I don't think that's going to be Andrea and Lamondre or uh, John Wayne Gacy, clown friend. And listen, it's
1: hot that he robs banks. I mean, it's hot.
0: Oh my God! Again, when a fucking full makeup face clown is telling you to like cool your jets on your life choices, you have to question things. It is ridiculous. The ridiculousness is great. All right, guys. Uh, oh, by the way, Mary Payne was talking about that double fan picture because she created a Hey Bunky Instagram. It's at Hey Bunky on instagram go follow it mary Payne's in charge of it so i have no idea what's happening over there <laughs> i do occasionally get tagged in a picture and i'm just gonna have to be okay with that at hey Monkey, follow we will follow you back yeah tell us okay. who is coming up on pain in the pod this week okay
1: this week is exciting for me because um There's a podcast out called 22 Hours, an American Nightmare, and it follows the story of the D.C. Mansion murders, which is a horrific story about an entire family. Well, not the entire family. Two of the girls were boarding school, but um, uh, father, mother and 10 year old boy who were, and the housekeeper, were all murdered in this house. And then they, and then the person set the house on fire to cover their tracks. Turns out this, this, the guy that did it, you know, they've had the trial, it's over. But of course, people in DC were following it um, very closely and they called it the mansion murders. A Horrible, horrible story. And these two local reporters from WTOP, which is our local thing, you know, traffic on the eights, like that's our local thing. They have been covering it from the beginning and The way the podcast is done is so interesting because they recorded all their conversations. So she would be sitting at the reporter would be sitting in the trial and come out and then call her coworker who was doing like the digital edition, like daily updates, you know, by the hour. And she would like breathlessly in her like four minute break, like while she's running to the bathroom here's what happened da, da, da and here are the faces. So she's telling it in real time and she's like, we never thought we were going to have a podcast, but they were so glad that they have all those recordings because of course everything changes in your mind three months later, six months later, wow. like, you know, so she has it as it's happening, you know, as every break they get, she runs out and calls him. And so they talk about that. They go through all the evidence, um, it's a great podcast and I got to meet with them in person because they're DC people and they're, you know, just like well known, you oh, know, nice. reporters. Yeah. yeah. So that uh, they're currently like in the top 100 on the iTunes charts. Like it's a great podcast and I was pumped to talk to them and try to also talk about it respectfully because in a twist, like my boss that I work for the little pharmaceutical company I work for. Mm-hmm. His his kids, like, went to the school. They know the family that was murdered. Oh,
0: my God. Oh, my God.
1: horrible. So he's like – I asked him about it. He was like, I don't want to have anything to do with this. Like, the family has suffered so much, and I don't think there should be a podcast, you know, for entertainment. So I tried to explain to him from my point of view as a podcaster, you know – I don't necessarily see it as entertainment I see as telling the whole story and they are respectful of the victims but they're really telling the timeline of this person that was accused and there's still so many questions how could he have done it alone? and I said but you know I said, but actually, my eyes are open. I see your side to, to my boss because I was like, you know, these people absolutely you wouldn't want to hear a podcast about it. You know? Yeah, I get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so very. So I asked them about that too. Like, what's their opinion on podcasting as entertainment? You know, like. Right with the tragedy. So the interview is really great. And that comes out, uh, on Wednesday this week.
0: Okay. All right. This episode will be coming out, uh, as the only episode this week, this pink shade episode with Mary Payne, I will be coming back next week with two episodes, my recap with Mary Payne and an interview with Alex Winston, who just came, who just debuted that song. I miss you a million. The video is filmed with Colty and Debbie. A lot of you have seen it. It's been flying around the internet. It's hilarious. She is a huge 90 Day Fiance fan. She has done many songs in the past. She's an independent artist and she filmed this as a spoof and she actually contacted me because she listens to the podcast, which is great. And she wanted to talk about, you know, this video and filming with him and like him uh, biting his lip. And doing the lip syncing. I have many questions for her. I'm actually interviewing her today, but that interview will come out next week on Pink Shade. You guys, if you can go just to give us a review and a rating or just a rating, Paint in the Pod Pink Shade, we always appreciate it. If you're enjoying yeah. this, you know, week to week, just clicking those five stars helps us out so much. Joining the Patreon, we realize it's a totally separate enterprise. As people who want more, absolutely come over there. Thank you for your support. But supporting us just by spreading the word and giving us those ratings and reviews is just a wonderful contribution to just yeah supporting the podcast what was your question though you have a question for alex
1: yeah i'm so sorry okay so alex is not really dating cult no 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 she didn't no
0: this is not no okay she will clear this up and don't worry i will be asking her everything she is just like a huge 90 day fan like we are and she does songs She's been writing and doing songs as an independent artist for ages. You can look up all her videos and her. she's done EPs. She released an EP years ago, though, called Sister Wife. And I'm like, okay, oh. wait, wait. Okay, this girl is like a real reality TV fan, I think. So I am so excited to talk to her. She did this all as a spoof. Total spoof. Colty and Debbie agreed to do it because, of course, you know, that, well, we'll find out why, but I assume that they just want to get more TV time and they think they're uh-huh. hilarious. But she, yeah, she was in the house. (laughs) Cookie dough is featured in the video. The cats, the slot machine. I will link up the video in the show notes next week if you haven't seen it. Uh, Just check it out. Just look up Alex Winston. Miss you a million. Like a million with the numbers written out. And you'll find this video. Yeah. She'll be coming on the podcast next week. It's going to be fun. I can't wait. I know. Bunky, I love you. And you, you guys, even though this is the only pink shade episode this week, you know you can go to our Patreons and always get more. Thank you to everyone who supports us over there. Thank you for leaving leaving us a rating and review. And thank you for um, watching this trash TV with us and making us feel more normal about our viewing choices (laughs) in life. Love you, Mary Payne. I'll talk to you very soon. Okay. Thank you.